Well, welcome to another episode of Getting Loose and Killing Time. Now, I'm Chris Seymour. I'm Patrick B. Ray. And who do we have with us today? That's me, Nick Garza. Good to see you. Nicholas Garza. Who else is with us today? Uh, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Oh, you're too sad? <laughs> All right, well... Yeah, let's talk about here. Some we are. Music and where'd, you, where, where'd you join us from? You just drove in. I drove in from Austin. Yeah, yeah. It's a little little unknown town in middle of Texas. A little bit south of Round Rock, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is a suburb of Round Rock. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you get that hat from? What's on that hat? That's kind of uh, cool. Hill Country Playboys. There's there's a few guys that live in San Marcos and uh, New Braunfels area. That uh, y'all like it? Y'all like a motorcycle gang? Kind of. But a uh, few of them like, ride bikes, but no, just kind of young guys that want to maintain the hill country as, you know, it's leveled every day. New yeah. people move to town and knock down all their old trees and build up and nice. kind of leave that old nice. countryside. And I think they want to maintain that old uh, vibe. Uh, Your family's been in the hill country for a pretty damn long time, man. We were having this conversation the other day. Hill country, yes. Uh, it's more South Texas. Um, mm-hmm. I do my one of my great great sixth great grandfathers was a founder of New Braunfels, which is in the Hill Country. He was a German, came over in 1845, and he, he pulled a you know there was 188 men or something like that, 100 men, and they all pulled straws, and he pulled lot number one in town. And he was there for about 20 years. He had a family, and then during the Civil War, a lot of Germans were pro Union, so he was like, screw this, let's go down to Mexico. Yeah. And then he moved to Mexico a couple of generations later. His grandson, my great grandfather. Marries my great grandmother, who was a descendant of a Spanish and Canary Islanders, who you know came to Texas in the 1600s and 1700s. So my family's been in in Texas a long time, and uh, I could talk all day about it. That's cool. <laughs> like the first uh, 16 civilian families that, who settled San Antonio <clears throat> were Canary Islanders, and I'm a direct descendant of the first mayor. Um, and uh, the King of Spain actually made us all. All the male heirs are technically hijos hidalgos, which is like a lesser nobility. So, hey, yeah, we're in the presence of noblemen right <laughs> now. Presence of yes. I wear nobility. purple underwear and get nothing for it. <laughs> it only counts if they're made out of silk, though. No, that's, that's I mean, pretty cool. If you're cool. going to have purple underwear, Patrick, I don't see why they wouldn't be I made better out of be. silk. Yeah, I remember, I remember uh, learning about that in Texas history class, about how they, they would sort of randomized allotments of land down there in the hill country. And I always thought, man, some lucky sons of bitches just getting 300 acres of hill country. Come on now. Well, I mean. You did that nowadays? They'd <laughs> oh, be gone man. in a second. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was that was harder to land back then. You know, yeah. it's beautiful. People buy it for the beauty now. Yeah. Back then, it wasn't practical for ranchers. <laughs> yeah. Hard, dry land. It's uh, kind of hard to get around, too. A lot of yeah. cliffs and yeah. sinkholes and caves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we're going to play a clip here. Um, something Nick's done. Uh, what are we going to be listening to, Nick? I think I'd like to share Muchacha. Muchacha. Which which is like a Tex-Mex song that uh, you know I wrote one, one day, jokingly, to myself. And, I, I, you know, it's about a, a, a dumb guy who's in love with this, you know, two-time in woman, but he's just too too thick to really lever but it's a party song you know i grew up in san antonio and uh the texas tornadoes are a big Mm -hmm. big 
on the radio waves, especially Hey Baby Kepa So, that song. Yeah. You know, I always, grew up with that one too. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, <laughs> once you hear it, you can't, you can't deny its power. Yeah. And, uh, so I, you know, I had no intentions of recording it because I just thought, you know, it was, I'm put out, you know, 70 sounding throwback, you know, progressive outlaw kind of country singer songwriter stuff. And then one day I happened to meet Augie Myers, who wrote Hey Baby Kepa So, who's a singer. And, uh, in Austin at, a, at the White Horse, and I asked him, hey, so what could I do to get you on a song? He says, well, if you send me a song and I like it, I'll play on it. Sweet. And, and so, uh, sure enough, uh, you know, went to my family's ranch outside of San Antonio that following weekend, and I shared the song around the campfire, and, and a couple of buddies were like, oh, that's a classic. Who wrote that? I was like, oh, shit. That's the song I need there to record. So, yeah, I, so yeah. I, that's the one I need to show Augie, and I said it to him, <laughs> and... Uh, you know, a few weeks later, he called me up and said, yeah, this is Augie. I like your song. I want to play on it. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, he's a hoot. He's, he's full of awesome stories. Um, and didn't you play with Augie down here? Uh, I, I haven't played with him. Like, Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe I'm thinking of Garrett, Garrett, Garrett T. Caps. Yeah, he plays with him sometimes. Yeah. Um, they're buddies in San Antonio. And uh, so anyways, he went down to San Antonio. I, you know, I had recorded the song, brought it down to him to add his his you know, uh, Vox organ, his signature mm-hmm. pulsating organ stuff, the stabs. And then he also played a little, uh, chromatic accordion under the courses. And he brought in his buddies, uh, from the Los Tex Maniacs, which is, uh, Max another Baca, Max Baca yeah. and Josh Baca, yeah. his nephew. Those dudes are badass. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> oh man. Very talented. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it turns out actually. So I, I mentioned I have a ranch, uh, Fl- they play with Flaco and Menes mm-hmm. and Flaco is obviously the world's, you know, well, most well-known accordion player, probably. Uh, back in the late 90s, he shot one of his album covers at my family's ranch on an old porch with, you know, 1,800-year-old, you know, 1,800-model John Deere tractors that were pulled by oxen and stuff. And, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> and anyway, so Max Baca, you know, 20, you know, this is 20 years later, uh, you know, in January of 20, 2020. Yeah, right before, you know, COVID really became an issue in, in the States. Uh I met him and then I realized, and I mentioned that, and he goes, "I was at that that recording." And then I lo- opened up the, the the CD booklet, and there he is, Max Baca. I had no idea I'd be playing or he'd be playing on my songs. You That's know, cool. Twenty man. years That's later, really so cool, it was kind man. of a. Yeah, cool. I love those guys. Yeah, those text maniacs. We'll we'll well. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get this song going, um, yeah. muchacha. And I wanted to. We'll talk a little bit more about it once we get a listen to it. Here we go. <laughs> You're my baby, my one and only muchacha. Oh, la la, I love you, muchacha. You're my baby, make my heart go bye-bye. My muchacha, all day long. When I come home from work, you're never there. But it's all right, I know you care. You're out dancing with your girlfriends. Though it's funny. That was pretty damn good. 
<laughs> I've been, uh, I'm not going to lie, I've been, I've been begging that one a little bit in the last few days in preparation for your visit and i've been uh, i've been digging it i mean if that doesn't flutter your putter man <laughs> that don't that don't tickle your pickle what will that's it would wet that's what's going on <laughs> yeah that's so i like the i, I like the sound there you know. <laughs> i like the i like the sound there how you're you're, you're getting that conjunto vibe in there like you're getting the like that's south texas flavor yeah mm-hmm. i grew up out in odessa i think we have a lot of the same kind of music floating around in odessa that we mm-hmm. did in san antonio and uh and i really appreciate when people who are doing country music you know make that part of their music because that's that's part of the fabric of where we're at right yeah so absolutely i'm sorry i was gonna say that's that's definitely not something that i really experienced until i got to texas yeah yeah it's going going back to like you know the the old settlers is germans czechs polish spanish mexican and uh just the combination so you, you replace the tuba with the bajo sexto, bajo quinto, and then yeah. just throw, you know, the the accordion player wails on their right hand and skips the bass and lets that to the player on the bajo, and I love that. And so, and and since I'm like, that's technically like my heritage you know, in my blood, German and Spanish, Mexican yeah. and stuff, and I kind of just can't shake it. <laughs> and so I end up writing a lot of polkas without realizing it. I just love it. That beat's good. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Now, how long have you been in Austin? Uh, since 2005. Yeah. I grew up in San Antonio, went to, came up to Austin to, to go to UT. Um, and it's changed dramatically since Did you graduate in 05? I graduated in 09. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, graduated high school? I, I graduated high school in 05. Okay. I did too. Nice. In Austin from St. Stephen's. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Not Westlake, yeah. Ah. So we were, uh, we, did, wait, if I had gone to UT, I was trying to go to UT. Uh, and if I had gone to UT, we would have been uh, classmates together, probably. Crazy. They didn't accept me. Yeah. My what? grades, no, you know. You're not, you're you're not like bitter or anything yeah, about it, I can well, tell. No. No. I don't know. I, I would think no. anyone that went to St. Stephen's and get into UT. Yeah, most maybe, people Maybe did. that says something about you. I was a little bit more, uh, <laughs> I was a little bit more into, I, mean, I actually went to pilot school, so I was a little bit okay. more into that anyway. I was oh. like, all right, cool. That's great. So I went to pilot school in Arizona and uh, spent a year out there. Racking up an enormous amount of debt. <laughs> Get that yeah. from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And then, and so you you're playing in Austin fairly regularly too. Yeah, I, I try to keep it with you know one to two shows a month. Don't want to oversaturate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, it's it's a little difficult to make money in Austin these days, isn't it? Yeah, Play music a little bit. Um, but you know it's a lot of fun, and there's so much talent. Yeah, and I get to play with really talented guys. So I consider myself very lucky. Yeah, it was it was cool hanging out with you and Sarah down in Austin this weekend, and um, we went to uh, we went out to Samstown Point. Oh yeah, there. yeah, it was. You know, I still have I still haven't been there yet. That's a shame. You should put that on your to do list. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just went to. Uh, well, actually, when I saw you at the Sagebrush yeah. uh, last time around, that was the first time that I've been in there since they kind of redid the inside, or they, I guess they finished yeah. working on the inside. I went there right after they first uh, uh, right after they first opened <clears throat> to see Jonathan Terrell or Terrell Jonathan Terrell Terrell like Texas, <laughs> um, and they hadn't quite done the inside yet, and they weren't doing shows inside, so that was kind yeah, of the first time. I, yeah, that was the first time I actually got to see um, see that venue. Yeah, that's a cool space. Yeah. And they did it. I mean, it, it, it looks, it reminds me of Green Hall. You know, they have, it just, it looks like an old dance hall, which mm-hmm. is, yeah. 
I'm a little bit jealous, you know. I want one of those down in Houston. So sage drive yeah, It was far. my first time going to the sagebrush this week. Yeah, it, it was. So. It was a an establishment that was built in the fifties, and it was you know it's been a dance hall for what seventy years now. But I mean, mm-hmm. it changed hands several times. Yeah. Uh, Somebody was telling me it used to be a. House of Ill Repute. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the last owners, I think there was some things that went, you know, south. Went on there? Yeah. Yeah. And they had a shutter, and, you know, that's such a stage for sagebrush you, to come yeah. on. When you say went south, you don't mean that as a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, this is why I'm not allowed to tell jokes on stage. Uh, <laughs> Flutter. Putter fluttering. And that <laughs> yeah. You know, trigger tripping and all. Um... <laughs> And then, <laughs> pop a top again. <laughs> so, it's kind of interesting. We got into a conversation about pop country the other day, yeah. and how like the, like the underground country music scene has kind of just been growing and growing. Like we talked about pedal steel players in particular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you used to see nothing but you know gray hairs playing those yeah instruments those crazy contraptions oh, and there's a there's a lot of young guys that are really killing it and i think they're doing themselves a lot of favors by recording themselves on video and putting it on instagram for yeah. example i mean that's a lot that's how promotion goes a long way and just last night i was watching caleb Mello play with exactly jesse daniel up in cyprus and he just that kid he's good he tears it up. Yeah, man. I got him to play on one of my songs. Actually, on a song Seymour wrote, King of Nothing, we're fixing to put that out. I got him to play Steel on it. Oh, nice. And yeah. it's, did he just, I told him, I want I want George Jones. I want that thing crying. I want it to make me cry when I listen to it. And I'll be damned if he didn't do it. Yeah, my eyes watered. Yep. And it had nothing to do with my allergies, even though <laughs> that's what I told Patrick, you know. <laughs> um, well, then, then Kevin Skirla yeah. down here. Tearing it up, which that we guys, we talk about every podcast. I know but. we need to we need to have him on. Yeah, yeah. If you can get him to say five words, I'll be impressed. Yeah, the man is we'll a silent it. person. Okay. Well, you know when they talk, still waters run deep. Yeah, I'm more. saying, I'm saying, still waters run. He's he's brilliant and and he understands a lot about country history. A lot. Yeah, I've learned a lot of what I know and been introduced to to a lot of uh, a lot of the older classics stuff. Um. The deep cuts, if you will, um, from him. And, well, I mean, I'm always learning, you know. I, I feel like the, the biggest thing is, like, if somebody asks you if you know what something is and you don't know what it is, to just say, I don't know what that is. What is that, you know? There's no and shame in it. There's yeah. no shame in it. Because yeah. we talked about Terry Allen yeah. this weekend, and I was like, who's Terry Allen? He's like, you need to listen <laughs> to this album. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I've been listening to it on loop for, like, four hours now, and it's fantastic. Dude, his, yeah. new, his newest album is out there it's like a bunch of children's stories yeah i haven't listened to it it is out there i'm not, you know not a huge fan i'm yeah. like it's older stuff i'm not a huge fan of the new stuff but it is it is out there so is it like, called children on everything like lubbock no on no no it's, it's like <laughs> it's just yeah it's it's i'm not gonna I'm not, i don't want to do any spoilers for you you know just <laughs> yeah get out there and listen to it yeah but, no, plenty. but he did some cool stuff he, i got one of his songs that i do uh, when i play uh what is that song called I'm high, straight, and plain view. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but... It's called... A uh, bunch of my family's from up there. Armadillo... Amarillo Highway. Amarillo, Amarillo Highway. Highway. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I got a bunch of family from up there in New Deal and Idaloo and, mm-hmm. you know, all up in there, Plainview. My dad was born in Abernathy, so... Yeah. Just all, all up in there. So, that one, that one kind of 
means a little something to me. Makes sense, yeah. No. Those lines he has about he does he doesn't wear stetson, but he's just big as Texan as you yeah, are. I like that. <laughs> got a girl in the backseat with the feet up and a trunk full of Pearl and Lone Star. So See, when I when I when I sing that, I, yeah. I say my truck's full of Shinerbach and Lone Star because <laughs> I like Shinerbach. I don't know. Well, that was back when Pearl and Lone Star were both made in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, that was like a in town rivalry. What's the deal now with them? They're both owned by Worth, maybe? Uh, by Pabst, I believe. They yeah. bought out that twenty five years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I saw some. I saw uh, Ben Kenner actually the other day with a pearl in his hand. And I was like. Yeah, I didn't know that was a still thing. Dude, Double Trouble served them yeah. Well, yeah. ever since, you know, and here in Houston. But well, there's a new they they reformulated the Pearl uh, beer uh, recipe, and like now it's targeted to fancier yuppie types. Oh, fancier yuppie types. Fancier, it's got a clear bottle. What? <laughs> that sounds sacrilegious, yeah, man. I just, mean, yeah, they charge more for it. You know, it was, it was I hate it when that happens. Yeah. See, I got lucky. They used to charge more for the beer that I, my, my cheap beer, my shitty American beer of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's the cheapest one on the shelf. Yeah. My high life is even Shame. higher. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Better be careful, make you into low life. <laughs> it's all foreshadowed. Yeah. Do, do, do. So, what song are you going to play for us today, live? In person. Live in person. All right. Uh, I think I'll do um, one I haven't put out. I'm thinking about putting it out soon. It's called Out of Her Mind. Um, it's a waltz. Ooh. You know? Ooh. Uh, inspired by life events. And, uh, yeah. I'm just making sure this thing's yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Called me up, asked how I was doing. I was doing all right. She let me know that I was her ruin. She's out of her mind. She's out of her mind, you know. She left me to die. She pushed me out to sea. Now she's sailing back to capsize me Turns out she arrived in town today I'll pack up tonight Though she says she hates me, she's hoping to stay She's out of her mind out of her mind, you know, she left me to die, she pushed me out to sea, now she's sailing back to capsize me. told her she had no business here she'd run out of time and as she ran my clock I just disappeared she's out of my mind she's out 
of her mind You know she left me to die She pushed me out to sea Now she's sailing back to capsize me She's out of her mind You know she left me to die She pushed me out to sea now she's sailing back to capsize me Well nice done. Man. So you say that one is not out yet? It's not, no. And uh, so that little intro and outro lick is you know doubled with a pedal steel. So we were talking about pedal steel players earlier. Mm-hmm. Simon Page plays on that recording. He's a really good guy out of Austin. Um plays with a lot of cool players and he just went on tour with Coulter Wall, David Ramirez, he plays nice. a lot of the stuff. So what what are the kind of instrumentation you think about putting on there? I'm I'm <sighs> I'm hearing accordion in that man. That's just, there is a little uh, Josh <sighs> Baca actually in that yeah. recording. So I have it. Um it's very you know, since there's a little sailor theme and I think mm-hmm. accordions kinda go lend a hand mm-hmm. during the courses, there's a little bit of that. That long, nautical little bit, a little like long <clears throat> the bellows just kind of exhaling and I don't know. Yeah. It's nice. Well, so I wanted to I wanted to ask you about another song I that that I've been listening to years. It's the song about food. Oh, I, oh. Knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring the song. Oh up. man, I, I knew you were going to bring. I the do song songs up. about food. You got he does, I got he does a song songs. about breakfast. I just, biscuits and gravy. I do that song about by Guy Clark. I heard Texas you cover that. Yeah, yeah. Texas so good. I mean, you got it. I'm. I love. Do you food. know who cooks Garbrito or who? Uh, can make an armadillo taste like pie. I, you know, I've never had a guy that uh, made armadillo taste like pie. I did live next to some folks. I think they were from Honduras or Southern Mexico yeah. when I was in Austin. <laughs> this is funny. I was going to class one one morning and I left, and there was a dead armadillo on the side of the road, and I was like, "Oh, poor guy. Yeah, he's legs up." Yeah. <laughs> and I get down to class, finish up a class, and I come back home for lunch, and the armadillo's gone. I'm like, "Damn, that's quick. Way to go, city of Austin." Get up to my street and turn the corner, and my neighbors are out there with the grill going, and that armadillo's legs up on the grill, oh, and I was no. like, oh. oh man, yeah. But hey, I, you know, I hear it's good if you don't want the wet. At least you're not like my buddy Patrick Hutchinson, not to be confused with this Patrick here. But uh, one day I go to his house, and I'm like, what is that smell? And he's like, oh yeah, man, we uh, we found a fresh coyote on the side of the road. What? And they made a stew of it. <laughs> And they're like, do you want to try a bowl? And I said, hell no, I don't want to try a bowl. <laughs> I would never try did- it. I would try it. Dude, evidently okay. it did not taste very good. Uh, you would eat a carrion animal? Yeah. I mean, I'd try it. I wouldn't like make a dinner of it, but I'd try it. I'll try just fresh. about anything. It'd have to be freshly. I mean, over. how fresh yeah. would it? One bite. I don't think it's fresh enough if One I'm getting bite. it off the side of the road, unless I saw it get hit, right? And then, you know, I could consider it. Yeah. 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 That reminds me uh I may or may not have done that before. I, I, I'm not going to admit that on tape, but you know, <laughs> I only ever picked up. I, don't a, know. I picked up a big snake on, that I saw hit on the side of the road, and took it into school when I was in high school, and went and laid it across <laughs> the door. High school <laughs> and laid it across the doorway to the teachers' lounge. That's good. And uh, just the pileup that happened at the door it was totally worth it, man. <laughs> was it a rattlesnake or something? It was a, <sighs> something that spook him. It was a copperhead. Oh, we didn't. Ooh, yeah. We didn't oh. see rattlesnakes very much um, where I went to high school. We would we'd see them occasionally, but copperheads were everywhere. So he was, and it was a pretty good size one. It, it yeah. probably like two and a half feet. 
Those are dangerous. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're thick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking for a copperhead for a couple of years for a hat band for that hat right there. But they're not, I just, I, you know, Odessa, Texas, we don't have copperheads. Yeah. Plenty of rattlesnakes, but no copperheads. Oh, man, that sucks, dude. I'm yeah. And I mean, Houston, there's not yeah. snakes here. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so back to that song. I don't know a man who cooks armadillo to make it taste like pie. But I do know a guy who cooks cabrito. Um, tell me, I. About that you're, song? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're all over food in that song, and it's like taking me back to when I was a kid, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it is autobiographical. I mean, it's, a, it, those things did happen. Uh, you know, I live in Austin and there's plenty of, you know, Tex-Mex food in Austin. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've found the right place for me yet. Yeah. You know, there's certain flavors I miss or certain, like, I would argue that the tortillas in San Antonio are about, I mean, we're in Houston. Houston also has amazing Tex-Mex, but you know, San Antonio is a 300 year old city full of Mexican oh, yeah. Americans and you know, all the shit. And, uh, so I don't know. I just, I miss it. And it's like poking fun at, you know, sometimes I just want to go down to my favorite restaurant in San Antonio or, yeah. you know, and just cut it up. So, uh, I was thinking about, you know, it's, if you listen to it, it is a Western swing song. So, yeah. you know, take me back to Tulsa might ring a bit, you know, come into mind, take yeah. me down to San Antonio. I'm not, not shying away from that. But, uh, then, uh, you know, I got Max Baca to come in and, and record some biosexto on it. So it's a little, yeah. they have a little bit of like that little backbeat like yeah. I don't know. it's it's driving is, yeah. what I, is what i was thinking when i was listening to it. yeah so i like it like it's i'm paying homage to tex-mex food my my hometown and uh then i got guarantee guarantee caps to sing on it um you know because he also loves san antonio so yeah in case you've never listened to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. i mean i don't know where i'd get that idea. i hear he likes how he even came up with that uh. but he loves san antonio no we, we we need to get garrett on the on the podcast next time it comes down to houston i think yeah um yeah man that's so that was that's i think it's my favorite song of yours that i that, that's out just because i grew up in kind of a similar situation so odessa is probably about three hours from the border by you know by car mm-hmm. a lot of folks come up from chihuahua to work on the rigs and just to do whatever in town and like there's some spectacular food and and odessa is one of those places it's not as old as San Antonio, but it's yeah. one of those places that is, it's, it's very well, it's, the cultures mesh there a lot. There's a lot of overlap. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up, I grew up eating tamales at Christmas time. Like that yeah. was, you know, or like you go home, where are we going? Hey, we're going to go out to our favorite Mexican restaurant. Cause like, that's where we go eat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, being down here in Houston, you definitely get a lot you know, Houston's a little bit different, though. You get a lot more influence from other places. Sure, yeah. You know, out there, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of northern Mexico. It's it's regional, like, sure. Yeah. Like, very specific. Yeah. yeah. So, that one that one stood out to me. And a lot of the stuff you're calling, like, a lot of the food you're calling out in that uh, song, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to make it solid. I it's love like, it. That's, yeah. how I, that's how I judge a Tex-Mex uh, place. Yeah. If they don't have it, it's like, uh, it's not. And people think, Wait. oh, carne asada? No, no, it's different. Yeah. It's so, for me, it's, gravy. for me, yeah. it's al pastor. Okay, that's that's my go-to. If you could do that good, if you, like if you could do that well, 
I will judge you on that. <laughs> I like how you have, yeah. You know, everyone has their threshold. Yeah. Like, what? Your the tortillas yeah. got to be good too. Yeah, yeah. come so on. Yeah. Back to that. Like, yeah, homemade. I mean, homemade. That's the backbone. And, Y'all can't. And that's that's what I was saying about you know what I was missing a lot is the tortillas. It's yeah, it's fluffy, or at least I haven't found. There's a- there's a place- ACB does a good job. Though, they do. Say, they do. Like, there's a place here. If, you, if you're in a pinch. Well, yeah. The tortillas I mean, that's, at HEB. That's what I have in my fridge right now. Yeah. Man, there's a gas station up off of two ninety. Okay. Um, before you get to Cyprus, and the lady there that that works in the little taco place they have there at the gas station, she presses all the corn tortillas fresh. Yeah. All her flour tortillas are fresh, and the difference between what that is and what you can get, it's you know yeah. somewhere else is. Yeah, it needs to be made right before you eat it. Yeah. 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 Like she presses it, she yeah. puts it on the griddle. She, yeah. You know, and now she's got where she knows what I like, and she just makes it fresh for me every time I come in. So. <laughs> I live a charmed life, you know. What can I say? You're a lucky man. See, I, damn it, I know it, Patrick. Well, I mean, you, you lived most of your life without it, not living. In I Texas, know. So I know. It's like I didn't know what tacos were till I moved here. I, I cannot imagine that. Man. Yeah. I, I can't imagine growing up without tacos. Well, I mean, you guys yeah. grow up with this cheap excuse for a barbecue down here. So, oh you know. shit! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa dude. Shots fired! Hey, Amen. Shots fired! Pork is not barbecue. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Shots fired. Yeah, we did it first. Whatever. I you thought know. we were friends. <laughs> Come on now. Sorry to hit below the belt, boys, but uh, you know. Well, so it's it's. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta tell you, weird I gotta, sauces. I gotta give you this though, man. That that vinegar sauce you got out there, oh, I'm East, in Eastern North Carolina. I'm in. Yeah, I love it. Whole hog pick pickings. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's pretty. I good. love. I it. guess that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. what clip are we gonna do next? Let's do a duet. All right. All right. Denial. Denial. Oh, I like that mm, song. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A good one. Um, you know, it's about a couple who. We're still together, but they shouldn't be. Yeah. I think a lot of people could have gone through relationships in life have realized they look over on the couch and like that person isn't for me, but too comfortable, too afraid to mm-hmm. open up, and it's you know life's complicated. Who knows? You have many reasons to be with, stay with that person when you shouldn't. And so well, a lot people, of it's like kind of the fear of the unknown. Yeah, if you walk away. What are you walking towards? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So denial is, you know, it's a defense mechanism. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's there to protect you. But as my grandfather used to say, when we were working at the ranch, I, I, he, oh, I once rubbed my, my, my shoulder into a barbed wire fence and I cut myself and, and it was, you know, old and rusty. And he said, put some kerosene on it. But he, before he said that, he, he said, uh, you know, he, he got to treat a barbed wire fence like lady because she'll get you every time. And then he started, you know, pinching me. And so, Denial, you know, uh, you could, you could, it'll protect you, but it'll eventually it'll get you again and again. Yeah. So, and you'll ultimately be upset and sad and frustrated with what you, you decided to do. So, yeah, I think denial is kind of like borrowing from one credit card to pay off the other one. You know, eventually, <laughs> you're going to have to pay back the big debt. And exactly. It's going to be hard. And the longer you go, the harder it's going to be, right? Yeah. And, so. and the thing is, like, I, I have a problem writing songs that sound sad. I think I think this one has mm-hmm. a good, did a good job with maybe a little bit nostalgic, but I I just like upbeat kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Dude, we need to get you in Seymour together. <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, sells the right to sad songs. I, yeah, you I know, love my sad songs. You, you know, know I, I I could play minor chords and, and all that stuff <laughs> and cry, but you know, it's just something I, I like the, the the opposite. I like saying something that's kind of messed up mm-hmm. that still feels kind of nice. But you know, I had a really good. Uh, 
partner in that in that recording, uh, Kelsey Wilson sings uh, the counterpoint in that song. So it's, it's, a, it's a duet, obviously, and she she comes from a different background, you know, soul, uh, pop, R and B kind of, and folk music. Uh, she's the lead singer of Wild Child, and now she's doing her Sir Woman project, which is kicking ass. So it was just an interesting, like, you know, she's an old friend. and Where is she based out of right now? Austin. In Austin. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's, it's pretty nice to, you know, change it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to we're gonna give that one a listen right about now. How about this? Denial. Here it comes. Ready? Yep. She doesn't know what's wrong. Operating in a way, hiding from the pain within her mind. Time of good time friends He's too scared to say That was pretty cool Love it <laughs> Been listening <laughs> Like we just listened We listened to it four times in a row and Oh man it was so good No I've been Shit. I've been listening to your stuff the last few days um, That was definitely one that grabbed me And I was mm-hmm. like man yeah. this is This is This hits in a place you know Like it what I mean by that is, it, is it hits a little deeper than the, than, the, than the than the yeah. Well, no, it's I mean, my it's, favorite kind of hit. It hits a tender place. It hits a soft spot. You know, yeah. I'm like shit, man. I've been there before. I've been yeah. like, oof, oof. I mean, you know, listening to that song right after the tortilla hold the corn, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. You know, it caught so, you off guard, did it? It did, yeah. yeah. So you know, and that's that's something that I. I I'm back and forth in my head about it. I'm like, I've always written silly songs, you know, and I like them. And I also, I'm also a human and I could write non-silly songs. But like, you know, why can't they be one, two different types? Why do I have to stick to one or the other? So I I, want to record and, you know, perform songs that are me. And I really like, I really (laughs) like that you had sort of both sides of the story. You know, a lot of songs, they just tell one side of the story. Sure. Right? Right. And I think in that one, you did a good job of kind of getting, kind of painting a more broad picture. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, also, just to make sure that we reference Towns Van Zandt every single podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really a... Do you really, have like a little soundboard? We have a counter that was, oh, we, yeah, okay. we do need to put a soundboard. Like we just Ding. play a little bit of a clip of town. Yeah, when we say his name, we just, ah! <laughs> well, Patrick's on that right now. Uh, cause I don't do any of the technical stuff. My job is he shows up and looks pretty. That's what he does. Yeah, but nobody can see me either. So yeah. So what you're saying is what I do is useless. Thank you. Patrick. No. Uh, <laughs> what you um, do. One thing you do really well is you, is you, you motivate me. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's um, that validation now will allow me to go through the rest of my day. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and now back to Towns Van Zandt. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> like, I, I think people often misquote and say that uh, 
Waiting Around to Die is the first song that he ever wrote, but it's the first serious song he ever wrote. He was mm-hmm. commonly writing joke songs and, and performing joke songs. I think that is as much a part of country music culture and heritage. It's quintessential to the art. Sure. Um, really whether you're talking totally, about man. Roger Miller or you're yep. t- are, are any, I mean, yeah. all sorts of them. Bob Wells there. did plenty. A boy of Named stuff. Sue, which I don't yep. consider Johnny Cash to be country, and some might even say he sucks. That's I'm not going to alienate listeners I'm by saying that outright no. on this podcast. I would never say, you know, Johnny Cash sucks and he's not country. I would never say that because <laughs> I don't want to alienate people out there listening that think Johnny Cash is country. Now, if um, you think Johnny Cash is country and you go listen to Tyler Mahanko's Your Favorite Band Sucks on Johnny Cash. Just going to leave But I don't want to alienate anybody. No, no, no. We're not, we're not, right. we're not trying right. to tell people that... Johnny you know. Cash sucks. And here's the thing. Hey, your favorite song may not be my favorite song, and we right, can still be friends. Right. We can still that's be okay. friends, Good. you know? That's okay. I can think less of you, but... That's fine. You know? But, your- but, but what if I don't believe your song exists and it's a hoax? Well, then I'll reference uh, them to your song, Denial. Yeah, we got problems. We got problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. So, Towns Van Zandt. Yeah. Right. Well, what, what, <laughs> the yeah, joke song. The yeah, joke song, yeah. you know? Like, and I did bring up the boy, a boy named Sue. Like, that's yeah. another commonly known one. Or yeah. even to, to hearken unto Kenny Chesney, she thinks my tractor's sexy. Oh, man. Oh, that is not a serious song, folks. You know, that's just a joke. Are you sure about that? Joe Diffie, pickup man. <laughs> <laughs> Whole song's a joke. That's true. Well, I always, I always love yeah, that. Baby's got a blue jeans on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always love that. Oh, yeah. I do love that if it's a good day, I wake up with that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's a good, if, it's a, if it's a bad day, what do you wake up with? Sure. I wake up uh, with a, well, I love her and I love to fish. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I spend all day out on this lake. I used to sing that at karaoke. That was all I could. really pissed off my ex-girlfriend. She didn't like me to sing that. <laughs> oh, man. She'd come out with me and I'd start singing that. And she'd be, you know, I don't like that song. <laughs> Why well, do? Too bad. <laughs> well, I used to serenade one of my exes with uh, my drinking problem left today. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, oh man. Jesus. But, All right. Am I supposed to ask y'all a question? I, I can interview no, no, yeah, no. ask a question. <laughs> Shit, man. That sounds I'm not great. open to that. No, I'm just kidding. Go no, ahead, man. How did you get into country music? Me? Um, Both of y'all. How about that? Well, I mean, I grew up with, with some of my family being deeply into country music but i came to it a little later i think i was 21 and i i got a a roommate who was a songwriter he lived in nashville for a while and uh i wanted to start writing songs i started kind of trying to write songs when i was like 16 or 17 years old and i'm now 20 21 years old and uh i played him some of the stuff i wrote and he goes well you know we're going to teach you the number system and we're gonna i'm going to show you structures and I'm going to teach you the basics, basically how to build the skeleton and hang the meat, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like hugely into country. So I started listening to like Gary Allen and, uh, and uh, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr., um, you know, some George Strait, different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just evolved into a spiral of countryness after that. <laughs> uh, and I, I, that's kind of how I really really got into the song songwriting in general uh country was my first access point to that and um and so i went away from it and did you know some indie pop and tried to be a rock and roll star sure um 
And then, but, you know, slowly but surely, I got drawn back in and started making string band music. Mm-hmm. And um, deeply into old time. Old time's good. Yeah. Um, gotta love that claw hammer. Yeah. And then get, got into Carter family mm-hmm. stuff because of my grandmother. Um, okay. And so... You know, and it's in our blood. Uh, my grandmother played in honky tonks. Um, uh, you know, my my aunt Bobby, she she owned a like a honky tonk down in Panama City at one point. Um, my mother, on her side, my grandmother would play and sing. And then, uh, evidently, and I don't know how true this is because you know families. We we have this history that's actually our family history, and then we have this history like where they're like, "Yeah, we're part Cherokee." No, we're not. Okay, we're not part Cherokee. We have a Jeep, uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. So, uh, well, Grandma was at least half. She had them high cheekbones. She had high know? cheekbones. <laughs> you know? Do you see how dark and straight her hair was? Okay, that that doesn't make her Cherokee. Doesn't count. Um, yeah, so you know, we we kind of I kind of came at it like that, and then just the tradition of old time and bluegrass and all that sort of stuff in that region of the country I grew yeah. up is is deeply steeped. You know, my mom hearing her sing "Hang Down Your Head," Tom Dooley in the kitchen, things like that. You know, that stick well, that with kind you. of stuff is that kind of stuff is really intertwined with kind of the early beginnings of country music because it mm-hmm. really yeah. was a, yeah. a, an outgrowth of the. You know, Scots Irish kind of folk music from Appalachia. So they kind of. It's pretty much what we are. Yeah, and then it kept on going and blues and. Integrated into that. Blues and then eventually, yeah. So it's all. And then rock and roll grew out of country. Don't get it twisted, (laughs) y'all. Oh, rock and roll. Blues and. Yeah, and bluegrass as well. and Which blues is infiltrated. Yeah, blues infiltrated country at some point. That's true. Yeah, no. uh, you, You. I, country country grew out. Bo Diddley that, and and Chuck Berry might have something to say about that. So, I don't know, just, man. You know. There's definitions, and you know, yeah. but, but race records were a thing. This is a different time yeah. in America. It was just you try to sell it, and mm-hmm. it's all country music, just different people singing it. And, yep, yeah, doesn't you know, really matter. It's. Uh, I think it's kind of fun to trace the the integration of blues into into country music because these guys were, were dipping into blues and just grabbing stuff. Left and right, you know, country folks from the 40s, 50s. Like, you listen to old Jimmy Rogers records. Mm-hmm. Roy Acuff. This guy's listening to Lead Belly oh, all yeah, day long. Absolutely. Oh, he's just yeah. playing the same yeah. shit. <laughs> like, he's just lifting yeah. shit off of Lead Belly. And then, you know, and he was a he was a Houston guy, so he's down here soaking up the the culture of the sticky gulf. The and, mosquitoes and, and yeah. sugar cane. Throwing that into <laughs> musical form, going off to prison for stabbing a guy or some shit. Yeah, jeez. But man, that guy could yodel, stabbing people. Jimmy, <laughs> yeah, he could. Well, you wouldn't have Ernest Tubby if you didn't have Jimmy Rogers. Oh yeah, Jimmy Rogers. And you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, you, you wouldn't and have you George theoretically Jones. Theoretically, wouldn't have George Jones yeah. or Johnny Paycheck exactly. sure. or so many sure, other guys yeah. if you didn't exactly. have Ernest Tubb. The other one, Bluesman, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, let's do another song. Okay. Um... No, I can't prepare. So uh, we look at my songs that I <laughs> oh, have. Oh man, you have a you have quite a tentative list there. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. I did out of her mind earlier. Yep. So uh, uh, okay, I'll do a song that's you know I was cheated on. This is a song that I wrote. It's called Abilene. Oh, that's or, where I was born. Well, actually, it's called <laughs> Two Time in an Abilene. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna keep it kind of short because the back half of the song is just solo. I just. <laughs> you don't want to sell it for well, th- at least four or five minutes? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, 
play it out. So yeah, it's your time in Napoline. This is not a released song. Um, hope to put it out at some point. All right. You said you were too stepping in Abilene. Turns out you were too timing me. You said it was just an innocent dance. And failed to mention your other plans. You walked yourself into his hotel room. You could have just told me how you felt. And now no longer in love with you. I hope you're feeling like hell. Today's the day that I crush you Like you did my heart No hugs or tears are gonna solve this Girl, don't you even start You said you were too stepping in Abilene Turns out you were too timing me You said it was just an innocent dance but failed to mention your other plans You walked yourself into his hotel room You could've just told me how you felt And now no longer in love with you I hope you're feeling like hell And now I could get off of my high horse And you could get out of my life Get out of my head now Well, I hope you burn out bright But not with me at your side Very cool. Yeah, that's good, man. Very cool. And then just... Rock solo. 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 Just like pedal steel and electric guitar or dobro. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I like the sad songs. Yeah, unlike Patrick, Patrick's always writing these. Happy I, songs. you know, I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what's up with it. I, I, sad songs are are something that's motivated me in the past, but nowadays I just don't. I haven't been able to write a good, solid, sad song in, a, in probably ten years. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, my... you could always sabotage yourself, Patrick. <sighs> we'll, we'll cut his no. mouth later. Yeah, yeah. I learned my lesson on that <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like oh, Sarah and I were talking about that this morning over some avocado toast yeah. about, and you too, we're talking about how like, you know, like the misnomer that, that young artists, a lot of times either one, they feel like being an asshole makes them a rock star when it just means they're an, an asshole. Yeah. And then the other thing being that they just cultivate a system of chaos all the time because they feel like they have to punish themselves into good art, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, that's I've run into several people like that in this in this I was world. One of those that people I just, at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. at some point you either realize that it's not worth it, or you, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, that's why, that's why I really like uh, Willie Nelson's family philosophy. It's don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Don't be a goddamn asshole. Rule number one, yeah. man. <laughs> but hey, Nick, it's been good having you. Yeah. What do you got coming up uh, here in the next little bit? Well, I'm in about half an hour. I'm be playing with y'all and. Stage at the Shady Acre Saloon here in yeah. Houston. Uh, yes, sir. Got a got a show with Ellis Bullard uh, February 9th in Austin, Texas. Oh, Far out lounge, yeah. Very cool. Boy, good. We're gonna have him on uh, on the podcast here in March. a month. So yeah, about a month. Good time. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, 
Thanks for coming out and doing this. Appreciate that is, you. Is Nick Garza. Nick Garza, also give us some of your URLs, uh, places to find your music, things like that. Yeah, so I have a website. It's nickgarzasgetalong.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, although I don't tweet that often. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's fine. Pro- Nick Garza's good. Get Along. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this is Getting Loose Killing Time with Patrick B. Ray. And Mr. Chris Seymour. And have a good day. All right. Catch y'all next time.